turn to the Bible and uh, just spend a, a short time uh, in the Bible. If you have one with you, if you'd like to be turning to uh, uh, the Gospel of Mark, I, for many of us, our Bibles may almost automatically open in 1 Thessalonians because we've been working our way through 1 Thessalonians for, it feels like, many, many a month, uh, last eight, ten weeks, something like that. Um, but uh, we're going to take a break this week and we're going to, uh, I'm going to be speaking out of uh, the Gospel of Mark, uh, chapter 10. Um, as you're turning to that, if I could just highlight uh, what John was saying on the welcome meal. Um, if you are somebody who's been looking in on Harvest Church and aren't sure whether this is the church for you, that welcome meal is a great opportunity. Uh, you get to meet the elders, the leaders of the church. You get some great food. You get to meet other people who are looking in at the moment, trying to work out where the Harvest Church is for them. And you also get to ask any questions you've got. And uh, so I, I would just want to plug that and, and say, you know, if you're looking in and wondering, is Harvest Church for you? It's a great, fun time. Uh, you, kids are very welcome. The food will be very family-friendly. And uh, there'll be space for uh, children as well. So uh, please, uh, if you're able to uh, get to that, that would be wonderful. We'd love to have you along at that welcome meal. Okay. Uh, I'd like to read just a few verses from uh, Mark chapter 10. And we're going to read uh, from verse 13 to verse 16. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have them touch him. Sorry, to have him touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me. And don't hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. And Father... We would just want to ask that you would continue to meet with us and speak to us as we consider this short part of your word. Lord, we know your word is powerful. Open our hearts up. Open our minds up to receive your word, we ask. And let it have great effect in our lives. Let it bear much fruit in our lives. Shape us, Lord. We want to be more and more like you. Let your word not just inform us, but let it shape our hearts and lives, we ask. In Jesus' all-powerful name. Amen. Amen. I'd like you to imagine the scene. Jesus is hanging out with his disciples. Now, you may struggle with the phrase hanging out already. You may think, how do you know? What, what does hanging out mean even? Are you of that generation where you understand what hanging out is? Well, Jesus is spending time with his disciples. He's, he's enjoying time with his disciples. And um, that, that much we, you know, is very clear. But it seems like they're getting interrupted. It seems folk keep on just turning up and bringing kids to Jesus. And probably by the, suggestion, uh, the, the tense used here, uh, in the passage, if you go back to the Greek, it's probably something which kept on happening. It's probably not that this is the only instant of when this happens. And I think you know, reading the passage, it seems that the disciples 
Maybe they wanted to protect Jesus from unnecessary interruptions. Maybe they just wanted time with Jesus. Maybe they were wanting time with Jesus. Maybe they were somewhat jealous for some time with Jesus. We don't quite know what's going on, but the the disciples use really a very harsh word in trying to stop this. There's a real sense of rebuke when this happens. There's a real sense of, hey, come on, folks, stop this. And yet, funnily enough, Jesus only recorded just a chapter earlier. Jesus is uh, recorded as encouraging people to, he says uh, in chapter 9, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. Whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Jesus was very clear that he wanted children to be able to come to him. And yet the disciples, for some reason, they're, they're spending time with Jesus. I, I, I try to push people away. Stop these, stop these parents, one assumes parents, bringing their children and asking Jesus to bless them. And uh, what we have here is we're told Jesus is indignant. Jesus is indignant. Now, I'm not sure we use that word much any longer. What does it mean to be indignant? Well, Cross, maybe? Upset, maybe? What would the word be that we'd use in modern parlance today? What, how would we describe it? I think the, the sense of the word is put out. He's put out. He's saying, hey, this is not right. And he's going to call them out for it. He's calling out the disciples. And bless them, you know, the disciples get it wrong so many times, don't they? And we'd have all been in that group. If we'd been hanging around Jesus in those days, we would be in this same group. We'd be the ones experiencing some of Jesus' indignance, if that's the right word. And uh, that, that sense of, oh, rats, we got it wrong again. We thought we were protecting you, Jesus. We were just trying to do something, you know, which we thought was good and right and... Uh, yeah, we're just wanting to hang out with you and spend time with you and these kids keep on getting in the way and all that sort of stuff. Can you get the picture? Jesus is indignant. And he speaks into the situation. He speaks into this situation and expresses something of the heart of God in this situation. And it's one of these passages which are recorded in three out of four of the Gospels. It's not just... Uh, yeah, it was clearly a significant moment. And in this passage, we, there are a number of things we can draw from it. I just want to uh, highlight five things. The first one's this. Let the little children come to me. Let the little children come to me. That's the first part of what Jesus said. Come on, let them come. Let them come. Don't stop them. Can I just remind us, parents, children, as well as adults, get drawn to Jesus. You may be, you, you may be the parent of a, a, a young child here today. I want to encourage you. Let's help them to come to Jesus. Let's not put anything in their way. Let's not create any hindrance to them coming to know Jesus. Because Jesus wants to know them. And I could introduce you to many people in this room who've had a meaningful relationship with Jesus from a very young, tender age. And that's incredibly special. At the same time, though, let's also, as parents, always be taking our children to Jesus. 
You know, we can worry about our children. <laughs> wonder how many parents here haven't worried at some point about their children. Anybody want to venture a hand on that one? Oh, no. But we can always take our children to Jesus. We can take them to Jesus in all sorts of ways. We can take them to Jesus in prayer. Not just at the bad times, by the way, but at the good times as well. Other times where we have things to give thanks for. Let's celebrate and be grateful. We can take them to prayer, though, when things are bad as well. When we're worried, when we're concerned. When time's tough. Let's be people who not only help children come to Jesus, but also take our children to Jesus. And of course, our children never stop being our children, whether they are of the age of the children we've just blessed, or whether they're a little bit bigger, and perhaps in their teens or 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s. They're still our children. We'll still be concerned for them. Where do we take them? We take them to Jesus. We take them to Jesus in prayer. We try and point them to Jesus in every way in which we can. Let's be people who enable, who encourage, who help children to come to Jesus. And not just our children, but children. Anyone. Let's be people who love to help others come to Jesus. You may say, why? Why? Well, well, we'll move on to why in a moment. But ultimately, let's remind ourselves. Jesus is the answer. He is the answer. He's the answer for everything. Let the little children come to me, he says. And don't hinder them. Second point, don't hinder them. Very simply, how we treat our children, how we treat our children in the church, how we treat our personal children, we can either help or hinder them come to Jesus. I wonder, what are you doing to help your children come to Jesus? What are we each doing to help them come to him? Or what are we doing which hinders them from coming to Jesus? There's some very clear instructions. This was one which has challenged me on many occasions. Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training instruction of the Lord. In other words, don't act unreasonably with them. Temptation, particularly when you think they're being unreasonable with you, is to treat them in the same way. Maybe it's just my temptation. Everybody else looks so saintly this morning. (laughs) So good this morning. It can be a temptation, can't it? How we live, we need to find grace for being parents. Are we going to help them? Or are we going to hinder them? And again, of course, it doesn't just apply to children who are young. It equally applies to our children when they're in their 20s, 30s, and throughout their lives. We can help them or we can hinder them. Don't hinder them. 
Don't stop them. Don't restrict them in finding Jesus. Help them. Help them encourage them. Encourage them to look to Jesus. You know, if we try and be the solution for everything for our children, which is a very natural tendency, the risk is we can stop them actually realizing that they need to go to God. Say, what? Not, don't help them? No, help them towards Jesus. Help them to Jesus. But also, can I just make this observation? When you get it wrong, don't kill yourself over it. Don't beat yourself up over it. Because just as the grace of God is available for anything we have done wrong, the grace of God equally is available for when we get things wrong as parents. And sometimes I think we can beat ourselves up over being parents. Where we go, oh, well, I've blown it now. I've blown it now. Let's remind ourselves. Let's encourage, let's help one another to always draw on the grace of God. To go back to God, to find forgiveness, to find grace. That may mean that then we have to go to our children and express some of that grace that we have received to them in how we respond to the situation. We're told 2 Corinthians 12, God's grace is sufficient for all our needs. All our needs. When we've got it wrong, let's move on in the grace of God. Let's come back and find grace. Find grace for our circumstances. Find grace for that situation with our child. But let's not stop. Let's not give up. Let's not go, oh, can't do it. No, let's find the grace of God and move on. So let the children come to me. Don't hinder them. Don't forbid them. Don't stop them. Let's be people who help children come to know Jesus. And then we get this why. (laughs) For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Let's understand. When he says the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven... What he's saying is that for each and every one, an intimacy with God as Father, restored relationship with God as in a personal way is possible for each of us. For each and every one of us. Yes, for children too. But it doesn't stop at children. It's not only for children. It's for each and every one of us. Hey, let's let's remind ourselves. We get to be part of that kingdom. If you've handed your life over to God, if you've dealt with those things which have got in the way of your relationship with God, which the Bible calls sin, where we've gone our own way, where we've rebelled against God, if we've dealt with those things and Jesus has paid the price for that sin at the cross, if we've come under that benefit of the cross, if we've repented of our sin and said, God, forgive me by the grace of God. We come into the kingdom of God. We become part of the kingdom of God. Let's be people who help each other find the kingdom of God. To know the kingdom of God. To live out what it is to be children of the kingdom. Because we all come in that way. We need to come in a childlike way. It's a very simple way to the kingdom. We can't earn it. It's not a reward. 
It's a gift. It's a gift from God in Christ Jesus. But let's also be a people who can bring something of the kingdom. Just like Sarah was talking about the funeral service she was at. We can be people who bring the kingdom too. We can bring the grace of God. We can bring the love of God into other situations. We need to move on. Jesus continues. He says, I tell you the truth. Now, when Jesus says, I tell you the truth, it doesn't mean everything else he said wasn't true. Okay, just to be clear. It's not like, well, everything else is a pack of lies, but this bit's true. No, 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 no. no. But he, what he's wanting to do is highlight something. He's wanting to highlight something. He's wanting to say, hey, hey, come on, guys, just listen out here. There's something really important here. I tell you the truth. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Have you received the kingdom of God like a child? With childlike simplicity? I'm just pausing, just let you think on that for a moment. Do you continue to receive the kingdom of God with childlike simplicity? Sometimes we can start out really, really well with great intentions and we can come to a place of faith with childlike simplicity, but then we try and become grown-ups about it and we try and make things so jolly complicated and so we think we're so sophisticated with all these airs and graces or well, if you do this and if you do that and if you do the other. No, 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 no. No, it's simple. The kingdom of God's simple. It's really, really simple. We come with simple childlike faith. It doesn't need anything else. In fact, all those other things can get in the way trying to explain God, trying to justify whatever. No, no, we've got a very simple gospel. We've got a very simple set of truth. God created mankind. He created mankind to know him. Mankind chose to go his own way. We call that the fall. That's where Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. They said, no, God, we're going to go our own way. We're going to work things out our own way. And mankind has continued to do that. It's inherent in our in, 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 in who we are we, we're always pushing for us for ourselves and the essence of that is sin it's saying actually I want to justify myself I want to uh, uh, find ways and means of, uh, 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 of, yeah, of justifying myself I don't need God and the simple gospel truth is actually we do need God but our sin gets in the way of a relationship with God. And we cannot, we cannot be restored to a relationship with the Heavenly Father, God the Father, without that sin being dealt with. And Jesus comes as the Son of God, holy, totally holy, righteous, and dies at what we celebrate Easter on the cross at a place called Calvary and as he dies he takes the punishment from his father 
the punishment, the righteous punishment of God for sin, for all time, for all people, for every situation and circumstance. And Jesus takes it all on him at the cross so we can be removed from the wrath of God. We can be freed from the wrath of God for sin. That each and every one who puts their faith in Jesus puts their faith in Jesus as the sacrifice once and for all for sin can come into relationship with God the Father. Wow. Is it no more complicated than that? No, no, it's that simple. It is that simple. Everything else flows out of that, that relationship which we can start with Almighty God. Everything else comes out of that. Because God is sufficient for all of our needs. God is faithful. He's just. He's pure. He's holy. We can pursue him and enjoy a a meaningful, deep relationship with him. I tell you the truth, Jesus says. I tell you the truth. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Friends, we can start well and then get confused. Let's keep truth simple. Let's approach God with childlike faith. That's what it needs, childlike faith. Let's not overcomplicate things. Let's not overcomplicate things for our children when they ask us, Mummy, Daddy, what, what, what does Christianity mean to you? Let's not create a whole set of rules and regulations. Let's keep it simple. It's about a relationship with God as Father, about knowing Him as Daddy, knowing His love, knowing His delight in His children. It's that simple. Let's keep it simple. And then He takes the little children, He took the children in His arms, He put His hands on them and blesses them. Friends, let's be a blessing to our children. Not just our children when thinking about the children you have. Let's be a blessing to the children of our church. If we really are a family then, and please hear this correctly, in one sense all of the children in the church are our children. Okay, That doesn't mean you can take them home. Albeit parents may be offering at times. But at the same point in time, what it does mean is actually we can bless parents We can bless children. We can encourage one another. You may say, well, how can we be a blessing? Well, literally, we can lay hands on them and bless them. Now, obviously, if if they're not your children, you need to do that with parents' knowledge and consent and uh, things which are appropriate. But also, we can pray for them without actually touching them. We can pray for them in the evening when we're away. We can pray for uh, them to know Jesus. We can pray for their protection. We can love them unconditionally as God does us. We can express something of our joy and hope to them. But for parents, there's so much more we can do. We can unconditionally love them as God loves us. We can be a demonstration of the love of God to them. Of course, if we're going to be a demonstration of that love, first of all, we need to be feeding on that love ourselves. 
and enjoying that love ourselves. We can teach them about God and our journey with God. We can tell them stories of our journey. Do you know that? It's one of the things which you find in the Old Testament. Parents are encouraged to tell their children the the stories of how God dealt with his people. Tell your stories of faith with your children. Tell them about why you are where you are, why, why you're doing what you're doing, what it means to be part of a church, why Sundays are important to you. Tell their, your, your stories of faith ventures in God, of God's provision, of God's care, of God's love. We've all got stories like that. Share them with your children. You may say, well, will they understand them? Well, they'll understand them in their way. I think the, uh, the, the so-called KISS principle always helps. Keep it simple, stupid. I like that. That's one of my favorite uh, 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 sort of principles. Try and keep things simp- as simple as possible. But let's tell our children of our journey of faith. Let's help them understand it's real, it's living. Let's pray with them. Let's, through, let's talk through our hopes, our successes, but also our disappointments. And our sadnesses. Let's help them to understand that we can find peace in God when things are challenging. And so can they, therefore. Let's train them through loving discipline. By the way, that's loving discipline, not just discipline. You may go, well, hang on, what's the difference? Well, the biblical form of discipline is looking to see people restored into good relationship. That's loving discipline. It's not just a harsh punishment. We often think discipline is a punishment. No, loving discipline is looking to see the person restored. Let's bring loving discipline. Let's take them on the journey with us. Share the journey with faith you're on with your children. See, there's many things we can do to bless our children. There are things we can do as parents. There's things we can do as church family. Let's serve our children well. Do you know, even this morning, I have been praying. I've been thinking, God, it would be wonderful to have a few more people in our church working amongst our children. And maybe even this morning, for a few people in this room, you're thinking, do you know what? I'd love to do something with the kids. I've always wanted to do something with the kids. Well, maybe today's your opportunity. Maybe today is your opportunity to say, I want to find out more. Now, I hadn't planned this, and as far as I can see, Mark Bentley, Charlie Bentley, are you in this room? Charlie's in this room. Charlie, would you mind standing up a moment? Don't mean to embarrass you, but it seems your husband's not here. This is Charlie. If you don't know Charlie, Mark and Charlie oversee our children's work in the church. And if you're starting to just think, oh, maybe there's something I can do here. Maybe it's time for me to do some parenting in this church. Maybe I could get involved. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> you can sit down. <laughs> maybe it's time to get involved in helping with the, with, with the children in this church. Please have a word with Charlie afterwards. Sorry to embarrass you, Charlie. Or maybe it's to do with the youth. Now, Youth team are suddenly looking around nervously. I notice some heads go, where are they? Who is it? Well, um, 
guess Charlie Cranston, do you want to stand? Because uh, I can't see Brian and Paula. And Oh, I can see Tom and Fiona. Tom and Fiona, stand as well. And John, these are all part of our youth team. And anybody else who's part of the youth team, feel free to come and grab one of these guys. Say, hey, I'd love to help. I'd love to help. Thank you. We can be a blessing to our children. How we live out our faith, we can be a blessing. And we can be a blessing to the children of this church, demonstrating faith in God, demonstrating real relationship with Him. Are we going to pray and support and encourage? Are we going to help our children to come and find a place of faith and safety in Christ? We've all got a part to play, friends. You may go, oh, I didn't realise. Yeah, we have. <laughs> you may be thinking, well, parenting my own kids is hard enough. You want me to get involved in others? We can all do this together. If we create that place of safety and security, knowing that we love and care for one another, we can help on a journey together. Jesus blesses the children. Will you, will I, be part of that blessing for our children, maybe for our grandchildren, but also the children of this church? And of course, children, as we said earlier, doesn't necessarily just mean youngsters. Maybe your gift is helping others grow up in God, people in their 20s and 30s. Maybe you've got a role to play in that instead. Maybe it's nothing to do with children in that sense, but it is a desire to help others know God and help them on their journey in God. And in that sense, parent them in God. Let's be a church which blesses our children. Yes, absolutely. Let's be a church which nurtures one another too, which encourages one another too. You know, parenting's hard work. Anybody else want to agree? Uh, sorry, anyone want to disagree with that who's a parent? Parenting's hard work, isn't it? Let's help one another. Let's help one another. Let's help one another to make it a joy, to make it a delight. Do you know, it's also held so highly in the Bible. It's one of those things we don't get very much training in until, until we have children. But it's also one of the qualifications for church leadership. Parenting is hard work. Let's be that sort of church which encourages, which inspires, which enables each of us to parent well, which supports and encourages it. Time's gone, so we're going to wrap this up at this point. The little children come to Jesus. People bring little children to Jesus to have him touch them. But the disciples rebuke them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them, and bless them. I'm just going to pray. Father,
We want to be a people who bless children. Who help them to come to you. Who help them to know and enter the kingdom of God. And who mature in you. Young men and young women of God. Who help others to do exactly the same. Father, would you help us? Help us to be that sort of family as a church who nurture and encourage and help. Help each of us to grow up in you, who demonstrate grace and who particularly support families in the role of bringing their children to you. Bless us, we pray, Father God, that we would be a blessing to one another and to this town, that the hope you've given us, wow, such amazing hope, would overflow across, across this town and area, that many, many children would come to know you and enter your kingdom. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. We're going to bring things to a conclusion at this point. If uh, you've got any questions as a result of today, if uh, you would like prayer for anything, there will be folk available at the front who are happy to do that. Otherwise, refreshments will be served out in the cafe area now. And if you have children here today, please don't forget to collect them from the children's team and uh, thank them also for all they're doing at the same time. Thank you.